Welcome back to Shootside. I'm your host, Ferris Simon, and I will start today's episode with a little bit of an anecdote, if you will. Many years ago, when I first was getting started raising cows and raising calves, I had a very successful, intelligent cattleman tell me that a good quality or high quality mineral was the best thing and the most important thing that you could give to your beef cows to uh, accelerate performance and to get them to do what you want them to do. And uh, 10 years later, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to determine what a good or high quality mineral is. Um, It's a challenging subject. I think we can all agree that good mineral is important. And, you know, the thing that generally comes to mind is reproductive health, but really it does so much more. And we'll get into that in this episode. But if you're like me and you told me that I needed to go to the farm store and pick out the best mineral that's going to complement the forage or the ration that I'm feeding my cattle, I'm going to struggle with that. I, I don't always understand that. I don't have a nutrition background and it's a challenge for me. Now, today's guest is going to help us walk through that process and help us make those right decisions when it comes to selecting the correct mineral to add value to your program. Our guest today is Mr. Tanner Schmidt. Now, Tanner's an account manager for Zimpro Performance Minerals. Now, Zimpro Performance Minerals manufactures trace minerals. Uh, They're an ingredient company. They're an international company. And you might be familiar with some of their products, such as Avela 4. You'll see that in a lot of minerals out there today. Tanner got his undergrad degree at Oklahoma State University. He then went to Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas, and got his master's in nutrition. And not only is he an intelligent guy and understands nutrition, but there's a lot of practical application and practical knowledge that he has. Uh, Essentially, his job on a daily basis, other than market minerals, is to explain to producers how to select the correct mineral for their conditions. And I know this firsthand because uh, about a year, year and a half ago, I was struggling with the mineral that I was using, was looking for different options. And Tanner uh, walked me through that process, and the results have been outstanding since then. Uh, We're really getting along well. So I wanted to share his knowledge with you guys. So without hyping him up too much more, let's get right into it. Here's Tanner Schmidt. Well, Tanner, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Ferris. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tanner, I think a lot of cattlemen would agree that a good mineral program is one of the most important things uh, that we can do for these cattle. Can you give me some details and information as to, to why mineral, why a good mineral program is important to give your beef cows and their calves too? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, if you were to poll a lot of, you know, every ranch, you know, rancher, beef producer out there, uh, you know, why are you feeding mineral or what are you getting out of mineral? I think reproduction oftentimes is what people think of and uh, rightfully so there's you know, you see a lot of benefits out of reproduction, you know, just for example, you know, we know we can shorten the calving interval, uh, by feeding a, a good quality mineral. Um, there's a lot of heifer data out there talking about, you know, heifers that breed, uh, early heifers that cat, they actually have calves, don't lose calves in their first pregnancy, uh, you know, data supporting, uh, feeding good mineral in terms of first calf heifers breeding back. There's embryo quality work. We've done some IVF work. Um, so, uh, reproduction is probably, you know, is oftentimes the most thought of, and, uh, that includes bulls, but, um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of other things that you can get out of, 
uh, feeding mineral. And I think it really goes back to what you're doing is just improving the overall, uh, you know, health of the animal. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if we can make these animals, uh, if we can improve their overall health, and of course we're going to, you know, we're going to affect reproduction. We're going to affect immunity. Uh, in turn, we're going to affect, you know, performance or growth. So, um, to go further with that, like, you know, if we feed gestating cows, a good, a good quality mineral, you know, just for example, we know like the second trimester or the mid, you know, kind of mid gestation, uh, we can really make a big difference on colostrum quality. So, uh, for the, you know, for the newborn calf. So, uh, I mean, it's like a 25% improvement in colostrum quality. And, you know, we, we know that if a calf is sick uh, in the first 28 days of life, then that's, uh, they, they'll wean like 35 pounds lighter on average. So, uh, that's you know there's a big economic advantage uh oftentimes mineral is expensive but there's a few of these little things that it doesn't you only need one or two of these things to go your way to you know to way more than pay for the mineral uh you know like we've got a lot of data supporting or showing that um calves that are that are fed you know our are, are mineral uh, on average wean 28 pounds heavier than those that you know were on a, a lower quality mineral so you know feeding good quality mineral uh, it really does a lot for the animal, but it's really, uh, reproduction is oftentimes thought of, but in my opinion, and you know, the research will, will prove it out that it's, it really affects the whole animal. So, so what you're saying in, in a sense is to maximize the genetic potential and maximize the profitability of your program, a good mineral program will pay for itself over and over again, like yep. in a nutshell, correct? Yeah, no, no question. Uh, I don't care what the price of your mineral is. Um, you know, yeah, you'll, you'll, it'll pay for itself time and time again. Uh, a good, a high quality mineral. There's no doubt about it. It'll re give you a good return on investment every time. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, you're probably a person that could give some observational information on this. You know, a couple of years ago, we put, uh, a custom formula together for you, which you've had milled at your local feed mill. Um, you know, you could yep. probably give some information on what you've seen. Yeah. I mean, um, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on talk about this is just before <clears throat> you guys put that mineral together for me, I was lost at sea almost in a way, uh, tried several different, uh, minerals, everything from something that a local mill put together to big, uh, name brand things that. I'm sure all of us have seen before, and I just never felt like I was getting uh, the results I wanted. Um, so, you know, after talking to Tanner some, we pulled some forage samples, uh, which we'll get into here in a minute in this podcast. We, we pulled some forage samples, looked at what I was feeding my cows, what they were grazing, and Tanner and company put together a custom mineral for me. What I've seen, um, and like Tanner just touched on here, was a significant increase in the reproductive quality and uh, conception rates, both on embryos, AI cows, um, my heifers bred back, uh, or my heifers bred up better, my cows bred back sooner. And the thing that I think is takes a little bit longer to see is just the overall health and performance of the cattle. I have that mineral out year round. Uh, it's not cheap. I wouldn't call it the most expensive thing I've ever bought, but 
and I just did some simple math here, it cost me $63 a head per year to feed this mineral. And yes, that depending on the size of your operation, let's say you have a hundred head, you know, that's about $6,500, a shade under $6,500 uh, mineral cost, which is substantial. But if you break that down on a per, I mean, Draxon's six bucks a CC. If that's a one, if you just don't doctor a calf, you've paid for one cow. And I think when you add in the pounds of gain, the overall health, the cost of open cattle uh, versus what one that's bred cost you, I think it pays for itself very quickly. All in all, having a strong mineral program to me is like having a really good insurance policy because I see my pharmaceutical bill go down. I'm pulling less of them to treat. The calves have more vigor at birth. The cows have a higher quality colostrum. And again, in this show cattle thing, it's all about, we spend so much money chasing the high quality genetics, uh, the best genetics we can find from the best producers that we can acquire. Everything is the best, the best. And we worry so much about the quality of the genetics that we use. I felt like before, before uh, you and I talked about this, Tanner, I overlooked the, uh, how much mineral plays into the actual genetic expression that those cattle have, right? If they're better nutrition, if they're on a better nutritional plan and a high quality mineral, it makes complete sense that you're going to maximize all the dollars that I've spent on ET bills, uh, semen, everything else that goes into this. Um, to me, it, it makes a lot more sense. And I shouldn't say it gets easier because this is never easy, right? Like this is uh, ridiculously hard to raise good cattle, but um, it's definitely a tool that's worth having. Yeah, and I mean, if you think of it one, another way, like you said on the Draxon, but uh, for 100 cows, that $6,300—that's uh, your mineral bill for the whole year. Uh, you know, it doesn't take very many calves to either, you know, either a get sick, you have to treat them, or you know, maybe you lose a few calves. Uh, it, you know, that adds up quick. You know, so. Uh, really, like we're going to talk about later, but economically, uh, it adds. I mean, it pays itself off. And really, you about. and you rate and you raise show steers too. <clears throat> I mean, those five six thousand dollar calves pay a lot of bills. Even the twenty five hundred dollar ones that you're raising, you have one or two of those die, or one of those two of those not die. There's your mineral bill right there. <laughs> I mean, that that's well, yeah. the cost. Absolutely, and uh, if. You know, we just talked about how we've got on our on a good quality mineral, we can improve weaning weight by 28 pounds. Well, you know, if you're raising 100 cows, you know, depending on who you are, your percentage of calves that you're selling for a show calf is going to vary, right? But you know, on those ones that you don't sell for a, a show calf that go onto the sale barn, an extra 28 pounds. I mean, it doesn't take very many calves at an extra 30 pounds a head to pay no. the bills. You know, no, it does not. No, it does not. So to build on kind of my last question just a little bit, if I'm going to the farm store or wherever it is that I'm buying my mineral, and there's millions of different options out there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's some national brands, there's a lot of regional brands um, and types and kind. You know, what is, how, how do I make sure I'm selecting the right mineral for my cows being that it is so important being that it does 
allow them to maximize their genetic potential. It's important. How do I know I'm getting the right one? So, yeah, I get this question a lot uh, in the field when I'm talking to producers, but um, really I think that it's a difficult question to answer. The, the main thing I would always recommend um, before you go out and purchase a mineral is a couple of things, really. Uh, uh, it's difficult to buy a, a mineral that's going to fit your operation without really knowing uh, the mineral, you know, uh, and now having, excuse me, having a forage analysis of your, you know, your feed resources that you're feeding. So whether that be, uh, hay in the winter time, if you're, you know, feeding hay through the winter, or if you're on grass or whatever it is, you need to, I, I recommend taking a, a, uh, a feed sample, uh, to determine, you know, your mineral and your feed. In addition mm -hmm. to that, oftentimes gets overlooked as a water sample. Uh, sometimes there can be some some things lurking in your water that you know that can really tie up and give you some issues with your minerals. So, but those are the first two things that I would look at. And then once you kind of have a sense for what's the mineral, uh, you know, analysis for your feed, then we can make some decisions on which you know which mineral to purchase. But main things to look at is like I talked about earlier is uh, phosphorus. Uh, phosphorus is very seasonal, so. Uh, when times of the year when you have green grass, oftentimes phosphorus is good. Uh, if you're feeding hay or if you're feeding, um, you know, if you're grazing, you know, dormant or, or dead forage, it's going to have a low level of phosphorus. So uh, that would probably be one of the first things I look at. And then, um, again, going back to the trace mineral source. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't I can go on and on about what. So feeding a good it, it, quality let's say I take my let's say let's say I take my my forage is there like a resource somewhere that i could compare what my forage is to what it should be because most like i said most of us don't have yeah, yeah that's a good a question nutrition, so, a, a nutrition background so we're not gonna be able to look at the forage samples mm -hmm. but oh yeah i need more phosphorus or i need more yeah, of this or yeah, that yep like how, how do i determine what they're supposed to be and then find the product to complement what i have i mean this is uh, I'm going I can just tell you what, like the NRC requirement, and uh, that's kind of like the National Research Council. I don't want to get too far into that, but uh, like an NRC requirement for zinc, copper, and manganese, for example, uh, would be like 30 ppm for zinc. So you can just go on to, uh, uh, you know, you can look up Google, the National Research Council, or it, you know, there's several different uh, online outlets that you can look up. What are the requirements for beef cows? Uh, I don't think for the scope of this podcast, we're probably going to get into that, but, but certainly there's some several resources available to you. I, I would even think you could reach out to your local uh, extension service. They, they have some information for you there, I would think. Gotcha. Okay. So then basically it's like putting a puzzle together after that, right? <clears throat> yep. So you would, you would establish what your cows are getting from whatever feed source it is, whether you're feeding them or they're out on grass, seasonal. You're going to test that sample, figure out, compare it against the uh, the resources that you can, like you said, at the NRC or local extension. And then you can kind of figure out where they're deficient and then kind of go from there, right? Yep. Match some labels. and Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really just kind of a, not a lot different than, breed, you know, selecting bulls for your cows, you know, improve the areas that you're weak in and, uh, you know, so... Just, gotcha. like, just like you said, it's like doing a puzzle. What about how we distribute the mineral? I mean, is there 
I mean, we all probably have some level of mineral feeder, and I guess part of it would determine if your mineral is weatherproof or not. But assuming we have a mineral feeder of some sort, you know, what what are some other things that we should be aware of when we're actually putting mineral out for these cows? Yeah, I mean, I think this there's some good practical information that we can go over. I mean, uh, like you're mentioning on mineral feeders, like a lot of things we can we can do to influence cows how much they eat of mineral or how much they don't eat of mineral, but just some basic ones is like, you know, it's important to have roughly one mineral feeder per, you know, 25 to 30 cows in a pasture. So, um, you know, obviously we can, if you have not enough mineral feeders in the pasture, then you're going to have trouble, uh, getting cows to eat enough. And, you know, there's no sense in having too many. So, but you know, if you're placing and I a guess mineral, if your cows aren't eating your mineral, then, uh, it doesn't really matter which mineral you yeah, choose. Absolutely. Yeah, at we, this point, right. We can talk about, uh, the best mineral to feed or, you know, the worst mineral to feed, but it doesn't make a whole lot of difference if they aren't eating it. So, uh, and you know, to go further than that, a lot of these good, really high quality minerals are costing, you know, 12 to $1,500 a, a ton. So last thing we want to do is have some of these cows that sit there and eat three or four times what they are supposed to eat. Cause that's uh, obviously not, you know, economically feasible either. So, but I mean, it's in, ter- in terms of where to place it at, like it's important, I think to, uh, always place it by, by the water source or by a shade source. And, uh, if, if you think that cows are eating too much, then, um, you know, you can move it out further and, and, or bring it closer to the water if they're not eating enough. And, um, and I think it's another important thing for us to talk about. And we didn't really talk about it earlier is I get asked a lot, like, how do I determine, um, how much my cows are eating? You know, it's, it seems like a, uh, you know, elementary question, but it, it's lots of times people don't understand how you can figure out like, Hey, if I got a hundred cows in this pasture, you know, how do I know how much they're actually eating? And it's really the best thing to do is put a 50 pound bag or put maybe two 50 pound bags, put a hundred pounds out there. And, you know, the, you know, obviously once they run out, figure out how many days it takes and uh, divide that by the number of cows. But, but um, if you want to be more, like I said, there's some things you can do. Uh, for example, uh, take the salt level out. You know, we know that cows have, they call it a nutritional wisdom for, for two things and that's salt and phosphorus. So, um, if, uh, if we want them to eat more mineral, we need to either take the salt down or we need to increase the phosphorus or depending on the time of the year. Right. So, uh, if they're eating way too much mineral, then we should add more salt to it. Uh, salt can be a limiter or, a you know, attractant, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you say take or remove salt, does that mean like the additional salt in the mineral feeder or are you mixing in like loose salt in your loose mineral? So, um, you know, there's, uh, some people like to do different things. Um, I, I recommend, uh, um, you know, you can put some salt in your mineral, probably, you know, somewhere between five and, you know, could be up to 30% 30% of salt in your mineral. I mean, probably not that high, but, but at the same time, I, I always like to, to offer salt to the cattle year round, free choice, uh, preferably right. loose, loose salt, but that's, uh, just my opinion, but just because like I just said, cows know when they need salt. And so if, if all the, all she wants is salt, I'd rather her go eat the cheap $6 a bag, white, loose salt, than go eat just, you know, if she's just craving salt then to go eat the expensive right. mineral. How come loose salt versus a block? Uh, again, that's just personal preference, but 
again, if, 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 if she wants salt, I'd rather her go get a mouthful of salt than have to spend, um, uh, five, 10 minutes or maybe longer licking a salt block. So there's, there's, uh, yeah, true. But that, you know, there's, I'm not saying there's any like research or science behind that. It's just uh, kind of some observational data that we've seen in the field, you know? Right. Right. No, that makes sense. You know, it's, it's, uh, think about if, if she wants to get, like cows generally have a requirement about one to two ounces per day of salt. And so if she all of a sudden wants her two ounces right now, uh, I'd rather her go get a couple mouthfuls of salt and then go f- graze grass than sit there for, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take for her to get two ounces off of a salt block, but it's going to probably take a few minutes. There hasn't been any PhD studies on that yet. Uh, not to my knowledge, but there's how many licks it takes to get two ounces yeah. of salt. Well, Tanner, this has been a, a lot of really good information. I've certainly learned a lot. Um, in summary, what would be like the big three things that I should be taking away from this? The big three topics, what would you say those would be? Yeah, so I, I think um, probably the f- most important, uh, you know, the first step you need to take is, is to do a forage analysis or a feed analysis to, you know, determine your deficiencies in what your cattle are consuming. Uh, right. And then obviously, based on your goals and objectives, you can you can determine which which direction you want to go from there. Uh, I would say after you do that, when you go to select a mineral, uh, like I talked about earlier, you know, 95% of the ingredients in a mineral is going to be the same as the next mineral that you can purchase. But um, the trace mineral source uh, that's in that, so an organic versus an inorganic um for, mm-hmm. for, for Zinpro, for our products, it's an amino acid complex. So uh, Avela 4 would be like our, our kind of our flagship beef product. You've, a lot of the listeners have probably heard of it. but um, it's mm-hmm. So you'd look for like copper amino acid complex or zinc amino acid complex, manganese amino acid complex, et cetera, uh, on the feed tag. And that will let you know if that's the product that you're feeding. But um, And then lastly, uh, once you've – Man, once you've and just let me fish. interject there. Let me interject there. Avela yeah. Four is the gold standard. I know you work for Zempro, but Avela Four is kind of like the gold standard of trace mineral, isn't it? I mean, I, I am obviously um, I work for Zempro. So you're biased, course, but of course I'm biased. But but um, but you're uh, not just because there's a there's a and, and I, the reason I'm interjecting is and I've I've looked through some of it. <clears throat> I don't understand most of it. I understand some of it, but the, there's a tremendous amount of research real science-based research that I don't think any of us care to actually read too much, but there's a lot of research that supports the quality and the bioavailability and the usefulness of Avela4 interaction. Yeah, I mean, in a, uh, right? It's not just fluff and puff. Like, yeah. Zimpro spent the money to make sure it actually works. Yeah, I, um, I'll step out on a limb and say that there's not another company that competes with us that uh, has the even close to the amount of peer reviewed, you know, published cow calf research, uh, trials that we've, you know, we've done and, um, and nobody even really comes close. So the research backs it up. Uh, but it's, you know, obviously again, I'm, I'm biased, but there's a significant amount of research and money spent on the product to, to ensure that is, you know, the highest quality product out there. So step number one, Test your forage, test your feed, figure out where your deficiencies are. Step number two is make sure you have a good source of uh, trace minerals in your mineral. 
look for stuff with amino acid complex or something else, but hopefully for your sake, yeah. uh, something with an amino acid complex. What's the, what would say the third step would be? And I, I'm going to digress just a little bit to that second one. Uh, of course, the, picking the trace mineral source is, uh, is important or extremely important, but I think you need to make sure you match up, you know, some of the other micro and macro minerals uh, that are in the mineral to what's your, to your deficiencies that was in your feed. So mm-hmm. once you've, once you've determine your deficiencies and you've chosen the right mineral that you feel is best for your program. Uh, lastly, uh, it's obviously we talked about it a minute ago, but it's extremely important. And when it comes to the management practices of your, of your operation, where you're feeding the mineral, how you're feeding the mineral, make sure that the cattle are eating the appropriate amount again, cause you could feed, a, you could, you might, you might as, if you're not, if they're not going to be eating the right amount of it, you might as well be feeding something really cheap because they're not going to get out of it what they need to. Right, right. So there you have it, folks. Figure out where your uh, mineral program's lacking. Use your resources to select the appropriate mineral. And then make sure your management practices are in line so they consume the correct amount. And uh, I think, uh, and this is basically just out in the field. From what I see, I think you'll, you'll like the results. Now, Tanner, if some of the listeners have some questions or want to know more about Zimpro's product line or anything like that. Where 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 can they find more information on that to better understand uh, how they can improve the health of their cow herd with a good mineral program? Yeah, um, I guess my the first thing I do is just go to www.zimpro.com. Uh, that's our website. And then if you need to, you know, depending on where you are in the country, you can go to the, you know, search through find a rep uh, based on which species you're looking for, and that'll be the probably the easiest way to, to find a Zen Pro representative. And then from there, we can kind of point you in the right direction for uh, finding a product that fits, you know, fits your needs. Yeah, I can speak from personal experience. Uh, they've been very, very helpful uh, tailoring something that outperforms anything I've ever used. So um, I'm sure the rest of the reps uh, will behave exactly as my experience is tan- with Tanner has been. So, Tanner, I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. It was, I appreciate it was a blast. It. Yeah, it was a blast. And uh, we'll have to have you back on here another time to talk about more nutrition and maximizing the genetic value of our cattle. Appreciate it. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you again to Tanner for taking the time to walk us through all the intricacies of mineral and how they affect our performance of our cattle. We really appreciate the time. As always, please subscribe, Uh, please like, share, rate us highly if we deserve it. Uh, If there's anything that you'd like us to cover or any guests you'd like to have on, anything you'd like to hear on this, uh, feedback is always appreciated. The easiest way to do that is send an email to me at shootsidepodcast at gmail.com. That's shootsidepodcast at gmail.com. Again, uh, thank you guys. We appreciate the support. We'll see you at the next one.